Hey, que pasó, gente? You tuned in to the Chicano Podcast. I'm your host, Belon. This is being brought to you by Chocast Chicano, Steve Garcia. Uh, today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about the elementary school shooting that happened um, in Uvalde, Texas on May the 24th of uh, 2022. Um, it was Rob Elementary, and um, in light of what happened, Um, I just want to go ahead and mention, um, you know, some of the people that are going to be missed uh, moving forward uh, because, you know, my deepest condolences go out to their families and everything that they must be going through on this tragic day. We lost a lot of people. Um, Jacqueline Jalen Cazades was nine years old. Jose Manuel Flores Jr. was 10 years old. Alina Amaya Garcia, nine. Uzziah Sergio Garcia, 10. Xavier James Lopez, 10. JC Carmelo Luvanos, 10. Tess Marie Mata, uh, 10. Um, Altia Haven Ramirez, 10. Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez, 10. Maite Juliana Rodriguez, 10. Alexandra Ania Rubio, 10. Leila Marie Salazar, 11. Jelaya Nicole Silguero, 10. Elena Cruz Torres, 10. Rogelio Fernandez Torres, 10. Navaya Alyssa Bravo, 10. McKenna Lee Elrod, 10. Miranda Gail Mathis, 11. And uh, two uh, teachers, uh, Irma Linda Garcia, 48. Eva Mireles, 44. And um, last but not least, um, Amory Joe Garza was only 10 years old. And today, um, you know, we bring on her father, Alfred uh, Garza, uh, to basically, uh, you know, talk to about, you know, what um, occurred on that day. Uh, so, um, you know, I just wanted to go ahead and say, you know, with all uh, due respect, Alfred, um, I unmuted you, brother. You can go ahead and, uh, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? You might just have to hit unmute. There you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Just taking it day by day, brother. Day by day, day by day. Um, I know that y'all just recently um you know went through you know that shooting um and everything you know probably you know shook up you know your family and everything i mean can you tell us um a little bit about you know i mean you know what 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 um what that meant you know that that day on may the 24th i mean how how that um how that impacted you your family and what happened um yeah it i mean definitely it's it's not a good situation right um i mean that just that day you know everything that everything happened my you know her mom called or my daughter's mom called me said that there was a shooter at the school and you know i was uh on actually going out to lunch from work and i headed over there you know there was a bunch of you know commotion and there was cops still getting there and stuff like that and um you know um you know and i was there to see I mean, for the majority part, I was there from the starting to, you know, the ending of it. Um, and it's just, it's been really, 
it's been really difficult um, just to, you know, process everything and acknowledge the fact that my daughter's not here anymore. Um, and then not on top of that, the way she was taken from me is, you know, that's, it's just all, all, all contributing factors, right? It's just, it's, it's a lot to take in. And, you know, and like I said, I'm just going day by day and just trying to absorb that and process that and, you know, as best I can. Yeah, man, I'm sorry to hear that. I know you're, 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 you're pretty young. Was that your only, um, was that your only child? Yes, Amory was my only child, yes, sir. Okay. Because, um, you know, they were all about, I mean, was there any reason why they were all, like, right at around 9 or 10? Was it that wing that had, like, all that particular grade? What grade was she in? Um, she was in uh, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. So, did, was he, was he confined? Because I know that elementary probably has, like, what, elementary through K through six? No, no, no. It's um, the the elementary school um, at Rob was um, second through fourth grade. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the wing the wing or the building that my daughter was in, I believe, was strictly just fourth graders only. Um, the the other the other grades, as far as second and third, were on the outside or on the outside of the building, in the other you know in the other uh, classrooms outside the building. Do you think there was any particular reason why he chose, like, that particular wing? Or was it just by happenstance that that's where he got in? I mean, I think that's just where he got in. Um, he, uh, you know, obviously, whenever everything went down, he wrecked his truck, you know, on the property line outside the school. And he climbed the fence. And it just so happened the the side of the school that he was on, the building that was closest to him, for entry was that fourth grade uh, building so that's where he that's where he made entry mm-hmm. yeah so I mean if he would have ended up over there on the second grade wing he would have just shot younger kids correct probably yeah, yeah that's, that's that's a lot um what do we know about this guy I mean I know his name is uh Salvador Ramos he was about what 19 years old or he was a young guy right yeah, he was a young kid. He was 18, I believe, because um, um, the day he bought the rifles um, was the day that that he turned 18. He he bought the he bought the two rifles that you know that he that he used in the shooting. Mm. So he he killed 19 um, students, two teachers, teachers. But he also he also killed his grandmother that day, right? Um, I believe his grandmother survived. Oh, he shot her in the in the face, though, right? Yes. Yeah, she was injured in the face. He was shoot. Uh, he he shot her in the face. They had a dispute or something like that. Um, from my understanding, this this kid was not was not mentally, you know, right. I mean, obviously, you have to not be mentally right to to do something like that. Um, you know, it's just it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I. I blame it on the devil, man. It, it had to have been something evil that, you know, possessed him to do this. Um, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just all, it's, 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 it's messed up. It's all kinds of messed up all the way around, no matter which way you see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they, they said that he had posted some, some threats like on online, right? Like, I mean, who did he post those to? Do you know? 
Um, I'm not familiar, you know, on the details of all that stuff. Um, but I heard that there was like, yeah, there was some, there was some stuff out there that he, that indicated that he was gonna, that he was gonna do what he did, you know. And I guess, I guess somebody didn't either catch it on time or, or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, you know, the little bit of reading that I read, um, said that you know he didn't really have any mental. Um, health issues documented no criminal record but he was like you said young um you know may have had some little quirks you know he had like a, a lisp or a stutter and you know he was bullied and he used to walk around with some i don't know boxing gloves chip on his shoulder kind of thing um, um somebody well, i think go ahead that he was that he was bullied or he was a bully I, you know i i think that i heard that he was both because I heard that he killed animals and stuff like little cats and, and, and stuff like that but I heard that yeah, he I don't, did yeah, go ahead. I don't know too much of the details on that but I just I just know that um, they had an interview with with a with a, a younger kid that that knew who he was and said that he was not actually a bully he was the one that would try to bully and you know manipulate people and I mean from my understanding he wasn't very successful at it and I have no idea. I have no idea what this kid, you know, I don't, I don't really know a lot of details about this kid. I just know he was young and, and um, he obviously had some, you know, problems. He had some issues that he couldn't sort out. Or, I mean, I, I, I don't know what possessed him to do this, but I mean, I really don't know much about, about him. Do, do you know much about like the, the weapons that he used? Cause I heard that he had like a lot of rounds, right? He had like a lot of ammo and stuff. Um, to my knowledge, from what I've been hearing, he had he had two AR-15 style weapons and um, about 1,600 rounds of ammo. Um, he didn't have it on his person, the, the entirety of it, but he had, you know, the, the the majority of it on him when he entered the school. I think he left behind one of the one of the guns or one of the rifles behind with some ammo in it in a bag. He left it behind in the truck when he exited the vehicle, but. Um, he used one rifle and um, several um, several magazines of ammo when he entered the school. Hmm. Okay. Because those, those AR-15s, I mean, those are those aren't those those aren't those aren't necessarily cheap guns, are they? No. No, not by any means. If I'm not mis- if 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 I'm cur- if what I've been told is correct, um, he had about. He spent about over three thousand dollars in in firearms, accessories, and ammo um, a few days prior to the to the shooting. Because mm-hmm. I think that, um, like you said, he he had a bunch of ammunition, but he also um, unloaded a lot of ammunition. They said that um, I don't know three hundred over three hundred rounds, uh, you know, were found. Uh, yeah. 140 cartridges, um, you know, just I guess lying around the school, or you know, spent cartridges, nine, you know, just all kinds of this stuff was just all over the place. Um, yeah. You know, with with all this being said, I mean, the 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 timeline, you know, I mean, what do do you think that um, there was any reason why um, this? You know, because I, I heard a lot of things, right? I mean, I think we all have. I think that it's safe to say that, you know, there were some, you know, uh, parents that were handcuffed 
or um, I think even tasered, tackled, uh, you know, in some of the different uh, articles that I've been reading. Uh, but I mean, why? I mean, why? Why was there so much of that going on? Like not inside, you know, where where this 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 killer was at. Do you know? Can you speak on that? Any? Um, well, from my understanding, the investigation is not done yet. So there's still information that's being collected, and and uh, and the investigation is still is still ongoing. Um, but we, I mean, the 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 number one basic thing that everybody knows, and that it's not a secret, is that they took too long. You know, they they took forever. They didn't act. I don't think a, a, they didn't act accordingly in in a, in a timely, you know, a timely manner. They they took too long, and that's just the bottom line. They just took too long. You know, regardless if it was waiting for equipment or uh, miscommunication or whatnot, you know, there was, you know, they already have, you know, I think released a timeline of the 911 calls. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's not adding up to what they're coming out with that's coming out public and with and what was, you know, put out as far as the timeline of the calls and and the way that they acted on the situation and who was in command and who actually you know ended the assault and you know there's just a lot of stuff that that raises a lot of red flags and questions and we're not getting answers to everything but just basically what from what i know is i just know what basically what the general public knows the the uh texas rangers or whoever's doing the investigation has not come forward with, to the parents with new information so all the information that everybody's hearing as far as the public is everything that we know we don't really know you know a lot of intricate details as far as you know stuff like that um you know but like i said the the main the main thing was they took too long and and that's just that's just it that's the main thing your your town is how, how big is Uvalde? um in terms of population i think we're like at sixteen thousand or something like that so pretty much everybody knows everybody huh Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody knows everybody, of course. Yeah, I mean we, I mean we know we knew, grew up, know of mutual friends, you know, stuff like that. So everybody that all this happened to, we're all connected. I mean, I mean there was probably like maybe one or two families that you know that were immediately affected that were like from out of town that we didn't grow up with or didn't know. But for the most part, everybody that I mean, I mean several of the the other kids that we lost i mean i went to school with their parents or like i hung out with them or i knew who they were personally like i knew almost everybody's parents that were in there i went to school with a bunch of the parents that of the kids that were in there you know like we all went to school together we grew up with each other like so yeah for the most part everybody knew everybody who everybody was wow so and then basically uh, one of them was one of them was my real close friend uh steven garcia he lost his he lost his daughter you know in the in the thing and um i think my i think my daughter during the year she had her she had got moved classrooms and i really didn't know that you know my daughter and my friend steven's daughter were in the same class until all this stuff you know happened um because she had got moved in the middle of the year sometime or maybe several months back and um and yeah he lost his daughter too and I mean, it's just like everybody. Everybody knows everybody in that in that town. Everybody knows everybody. That's wild. How 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 did the community, since everybody knows each other, was that comforting to see how I mean how the community or how did it how did your community pull together after all that happened? 
I mean, it's overwhelming, man. I mean, just not even just our community, but like just outside, you know, from the outside, like I've been getting calls and support from people from all over, not even just Texas, from different states, you know, across the nation. I mean, even people from abroad, you know, you know, because there's media coverage that is covering this from abroad, you know, from Paris and, and, you know, you know, just, you know, just from everywhere. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, though, it's overwhelming support and it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's nice, you know what I mean? To know that all these people, you know, they're, we're just in their prayers and, and stuff like that. I've been getting letters and cards and stuff like that from everywhere from all over so it's 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 really awesome how you know i mean the the situation right is a tragedy but i mean the outcome of this you know how people band together and just come together as a as a community and 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 then even beyond that you know how they come in and they offer support in whatever way they can you know it's it, it's really nice yeah when um when did y'all when when did y'all have the the funeral for your daughter? <clears throat> um, Amory's funeral was on like two weeks ago. Um, it wasn't last week. It was the week before. Um, probably the week. The, it was the week after everything happened. Um, I, I'm I'm bad with the dates. I'm, I'm my head's all mixed up right now. But uh, we buried we buried her the Tuesday um, after the incident. So okay. it was probably like the first week of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like the I think it was like the second or something like that. I'm I'm not too sure to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, I, I get it, man. I, I know I um I talked to uh, you know some other people that had a couple of different um you know relatives that were in the in the in, involved in you know I talked to one lady who had to you know put down two um a nephew and a niece yes yes um, yeah there's yeah there was a there was a, a set of first cousins in that classroom and you know it was you know mom you know that dad, dad to one of the kids was um the brother to mom of one of the other kids you know and then there was three of them and another family like it's just yeah there there were several of them that were like closely related like you know really close related but yeah it's yeah, yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. It, it must have been really interesting how to see your your pueblo, you know, your your little community, just kind of all, you know, band together. If everybody was that close, um, I could imagine yeah. just seeing that. Um, I know I saw a lot of pictures on the news and on the TV where all like the flowers and all the little, you know, I don't know, little you know, little writings or poems or pictures were all just you know set out together. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, um, but yeah, no, that's um, you know, that's 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 that's, that's good to know that um, you know people show their support. But um, I know that um, there 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 was some talks about how I guess the the I don't know if it was the equipment or something like that. They were saying that they had spent a whole lot of money in securing uh, you know the schools about a year or two. Uh, you know, before all that happened, they had some kind of budget, uh, you know, to where they were trying to, um, you know, I guess be prepared for something like that. Because that was considered, if I'm not mistaken, like the third most, um, it's the third worst um, school shooting uh, to happen in the United States outside of 
Sandy Hook and Virginia Tech. Um, so yeah. that one, that that one was considered, you know, in the top three as of now. So I don't know how you prepare for something like that, but oh man, my um, my heart goes out to you guys. Um, I know a lot of people uh, probably um, started, um, you know, I guess just really, uh, you know, talking about how, you know, we 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 stopped, uh, you know, things like that from happening. I mean, how what what I mean, just I mean, have have you thought about it? I mean, like it is. I mean, should schools just be more secure, like in 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 in, in general? Like, I mean, should all schools like have some kind of way to not let people you know reach um man there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to tackle this situation you know what i mean um you know obviously first is the gun laws right i mean but from what i've been hearing is you know there's a lot of families that out there of of you know of the victims you know of people that have been lost in shootings prior to this that have been fighting for this for a long time and you know nothing's being done and um for this for this to start impacting the state of texas um you know where you know guns is a big thing um you know it's just it says a lot right you know um you know i think something needs to be done about that um what exactly i don't know i mean that's for you know for the our judicial system to decide but there there obviously there's something that has to change there's a lot of these you know these these type of these type of incidences are just occurring too much and it's it's doesn't take a genius to figure out that we need change something has to you know be different um as far as you know more security at the school stuff like that i mean everybody's gonna have their opinion um nobody's gonna be 100 percent satisfied with the outcome but um but yeah i mean for it to be secured as far as you know uh, maybe having like a officer on duty at the school you know or you know better better secured uh doors you know stuff like that there's been a lot of talks about all this stuff and i mean those those measures and i think those protocols will be executed in in time um you know but um i i just think that the families are barely starting to come out and um you know the grief i mean i mean obviously we're going to be grieving and mourning for a long time you know this this is not something that's actually like a time thing like hey after two or three months you know it's going to be something we're going to be going through for a long time but i think that um as far as the parents uh wanting to be like active and and creating solutions uh for stuff like this in the future um it's going to start presenting itself right like the like the people are ready to you know come out and say hey we need to do something um i think that's you know, I think that's what's gonna start happening here soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think that that would be great, and just you know, implementing for the future, if um, you know, they could have just ways to even um, you know, prohibit, you know, um, I don't know, just weapons, you know, entering the school grounds in some way, like if they have those. Um, doors locked in certain ways I, I don't know i mean i'm not logistically able to you know comment on how all that would work but it seems like there could have been something a little bit um stronger to prevent all that from happening but you know the i i um i, I heard that the, um, the 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 teacher irma garcia um mm-hmm. she was married to a guy named joe garcia she was the lady that was um 
one of the teachers that was uh, killed in the shooting. But um, right. I heard her, her 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 husband died of a heart attack a couple of days after the shooting from grief from grieving her loss. Yeah, it was literally like the next day or two days after. Man, it, it couldn't have really... been more than two. It couldn't it couldn't have been more than forty eight hours after the the incident happened. Man, so this yeah. really shook your town, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there. I mean, I've I've. <laughs> I visited with people I mean just going like to the Walmart right everybody everybody sees everybody like at Walmart at HB you know those those are like the, the main two places everybody sees each other right so um, like even I went to Walmart the other day and I ran into you know a local that knows who I am knew my mom and my dad and stuff like that and you know her daughter didn't have like a direct I don't think a direct connection to um, any of the victims but it just impacted her in a way where she had to see counseling you know there's there's people that didn't have like immediate relation to any of the victims you know but it still affects them you know even even my brother I had a half brother that came in from Pennsylvania I had a half brother that lives out there and uh, we were able to get him you know down so that way he can attend the funeral him and um, him and his wife and my I got five nieces and nephews from him and he said that just driving into town was you can feel the you can feel the I don't know the tension or the the sadness in the town in the community what was going on you could just feel it you know just driving into town and I'm like yeah it's gonna be like that for a little while um, because um, a lot of the memorials and stuff they have for the children are in the middle of the town square which is right in the middle of town between 83 and 90 where they where they connect so driving in the middle of town you can kind of feel like you can you you'll just be aware of the situation and the and and what the town is going through right yeah yeah that's um that's definitely um something that you know i guess uh you would feel in a small town like that um the do do you think that the the the, the training of like these officers I know that um, some people um, you know especially like on social media you know the way that they got I think I don't know her name but there's a there's this one lady she looks really um, I don't know man vigilant she's the the one that had a, a little daughter I think and a son or she had two boys maybe two boys and she went in there and she jumped a gate and she got out of I don't know somebody shed cuffs on at one point somebody took her out of cuffs and then she went in oh, there and yeah yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, so yeah, name? she's a local too. Um, her name was uh, Angelique Gomez. That's it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. she uh, she's she's facing from what I'm hearing, she's facing a lot of scrutiny and she's getting a lot of pressure from you know from local authorities and stuff like that. From what from what she said when she came out publicly, you know about about what her situation is after all this has happened. So. Um, yeah she's getting a lot of heat over what she did but i mean from from some people you know i guess on that side of the on that side of the fence but i mean on this side over here you know as far as parents you know you know all of us wanted to do the same thing you know what i mean but it's just it's just it's hard it's hard to it's it's, it's just a hard situation man because when i when i first got to the school i mean i carried my pistol in my truck and my first you know my first thing was like hey well I want to take my piss off, but I don't want to engage. And then something happened to me, you know, because I mean, mm -hmm. it, when when a situation arises like that and you're not identified as, 
you know, uh, local or law, law enforcement, you know, I mean, anything could happen, right? I mean, just just the just the parents that were trying to get in the school were getting pepper sprayed and handcuffed and all this stuff. And then you see somebody with a gun, you know, they don't know if you're a threat or you're friendly, you know. So, I mean, something easily could have happened to myself. But after knowing all this stuff that came about with my daughter and all this stuff, I would have at least anticipated to say, hey, let me go in there. I have my weapon. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to to engage you know but at the same time it's like i know that that wouldn't have happened i know that they would have said no we can't let nobody go in there they were holding everybody back and i think i think there's a lot of stuff that they need to they need a tweak um you know the our local our local pd is facing a lot of heat right now because of the situation and you know and i totally get it you know as a parent myself i mean i'm kind of upset about how everything was dealt with but they need to they need to know that moving forward there's some changes that need to be made and there's some things that need to be implemented before they start rebuilding um or before they start gaining the trust of the community you know for our local law enforcement i mean there's just there's just things that need to be done you know uh, before you know before you know moving forward but yeah, it was it was kind of a it was kind of a shit show that day. I mean, there was just there were some parents that were just kind of calm, just letting everything play out, like myself, which is what I was doing. And then there was a bunch of people, there was a bunch of parents that were in, that were trying to engage, trying to, you know, break that line of law enforcement. And you know, at the end of the day, it you know it didn't really it doesn't solve anything. You know what I mean? Um, you're just creating more you're just creating more uh, animosity towards the situation. So that's why my, for me, I was like just standing back. Um, I actually ended up in the funeral home where all the kids were being stored. You know, when, when they were, when they were being evacuated out of school, there was a funeral home that was across the school, across the street. So I ended up in the back of the funeral home and ended up making my way in. Um, and I know one of the, the people that works there. So they let me in and they, we locked the door and we were just trying to kind of settle all the kids down and you know i was expecting to see my daughter in there whenever i was in there and uh i was uh getting all the kids you know trying to calm them down all the ones that were kind of you know um overwhelmed i was trying to get them to call their parents i was texting them calling them hey mom and dad are outside they're waiting for you you know we just have to wait in there they were just trying to get a count of the kids and and make sure everybody was accounted for they don't want to release the the kid to the wrong person right so a lot of the parents were outside they were trying to make their way into the funeral home and they were being held back and a lot of people were you know upset emotional like just every i could understand you know i completely understand you know, but we were trying to get a count of the kids and all, all the names and names of parents and stuff like that and teachers. And um, I never found my daughter. And once I found out that my daughter was a victim of the actual shooting, that she actually suffered injuries, I made my way out to the um, to the hospital uh, to see if I could find her. And well, we never found her. How long how long did that take before you found out that she had been injured? Uh, I mean, we knew she was injured. We just didn't know what state she was in. We didn't know if she made it. We didn't know if she made it or if she, uh, if she was, had already passed. Um, but it took almost like, I mean, we didn't find out till about almost 10 o'clock at night, mm. 1030 that she was actually had, she was deceased. Like she had passed. I mean, how did they, how did they, cause that's interesting. I mean, 19 bodies 
or 21 bodies, two adults and 19 children. I mean, they didn't, how did they, how did they transport? Like, I mean, were they moving, you know, ambulances back and forth, back and forth that you would have been able to visibly see, or was it like still well, underground what or what, what happened? What happened was, is uh, we weren't, we weren't at the school. We were located at the civic center, um, a, a, a local building that was here in town. And that's where everybody kind of posted up the, you know, the Texas Rangers. And then they kind of informed us of the situation. And then what they did was they started collecting data as far as, you know, the ch children who were missing, um, you know, parents' names. Then they got pictures, you know, and then they got date of birth and all that stuff. So they started collecting data on who was missing and so that they could start trying to find out, you know, who was, you know, who, what children passed and what children were injured and, you know, I mean, there, there was there were several things that they had to do. And then on top of that, on top of that, I mean, I didn't even think about it at the time, but there were some children that were not identifiable. Right. There was some kids who were injured to the point where they were not be able they were able to identify them just by looking wow. at them. So so, um, you know, so they had to, they had to they had to act accordingly in order to identify all the children and parents and who was who. Right. So that way they can give accurate information out. But it took about until about 10, 1030 p.m. for us to finally get the news that she didn't make it. So when you say unidentified, I mean, that that means it because they were shot in the head or in the face. Uh, yeah, they were injured, right? Yeah, they were injured. Um, where were, they couldn't be were you? Were you? Were you, I mean, did you serve? Um, as far as what? In the military like in the military or in the police force no. or anything like that okay no i heard you say i heard you say friendly earlier and i was like i normally never hear people say friendly or active you know yeah, what i mean no. when they're talking about shooters yeah. but yeah, like, no, i can imagine just, uh, hearing all this jargon for the last month you probably picked it up yeah no um, it's uh um i guess it's like a gaming <laughs> a gaming thing you know yeah yeah no doubt no doubt yeah um yeah so um I I take it that um no did did any did any law officials or anybody from I mean I know that there's been names like you know the police um chiefs and you know Greg Abbott's been making comments and all these uh you know directors of you know whatever DPS or whomever like I mean did has anybody in in, in law enforcement or anybody like in a political um, position or anything like that, these police chief guys, has anybody reached out to you uh, or your family personally? So, uh, so I've been, I've been, uh, I've been reached out, you know, for, you know, some of like, maybe like the local governors and congressmen. Um, I mean, not the governor, the local uh, senators and, uh, and some congressmen have reached out to offer support, you know, you know as far as like getting answers and you know um, if we need something financially or just uh, just you know questions like as far as you know like the state or what they have to offer stuff like that you know condolences offered support and stuff like that but as far as like a official law enforcement you know or anybody that's that's uh, involved in the actual case no they haven't they haven't reached out when when y'all when y'all get like y'all's information like I mean 
I know the San Antonio Express is a big a big newspaper. Um, I used to live out there a long time ago. Um, it's still one of the, probably the biggest newspapers I think in the state or in the country. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. does that d- d- is that like y'all's um, like newspaper, or do y'all have one specifically uh, still for Uvalde? Yeah, we have Uvalde. a you we have a Uvalde Leader News. Okay. Okay. I'm sure that that's that's been a headline of um, your news over the last month. And um, I mean, it would I mean, be good to, to be know honest with you. Paper. I haven't. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't even picked up a paper sure. since all this stuff happened. Like, I just. Yeah. I, I mean, we're just. I mean, we're just seeing informed by like the news. You know, everybody's covering it. You know, right now. So, I mean, it's it's all over the place. Facebook. You know, YouTube. Um, just it's everywhere, right? I mean, you just can't even get away from it if you wanted to. I mean, you're gonna hear something about somebody covering it. You know, so. Um, what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to just like, like I said, process everything. And, um, you know, I've given several interviews like this one, you know, to news and media and stuff like that, but I'm just trying to keep it to a minimum. I'm not trying to just like, just be out there every single person that comes and hits me up, you know, just so I'm just, I'm just kind of just, it's sporadic. Um, you know, um, the main, the main focus, right. Is, is to, um, honor my daughter's name i've said this before it's to honor my daughter's name and the kids who lost their lives and to be an advocate for change right for this not to happen again i mean those are my entire that's my entire purpose and those are my entire intentions for ever doing an interview or uh, talking to the media it's not for attention it's not for you know for you know there's no hidden agenda there's no you know hey i want to be on tv or no, it's not none of that. It's just to create awareness and to get the story out and, you know, for people to remember my daughter and know who she was and for us to uh, to say that we need to make some changes in our in our gun laws and our, you know, um, in our schooling. You know, that's my entire that's my entire reason for being now. You know, that's that's what I'm living for now. It's just to to do stuff like that, because um, I mean, like I said, Amory was my only child and you know, I, I lost her for this stuff. So, you know, I don't want people to go through this again. Um, and, you know, I don't want to just let my daughter's death be in vain. Like she died and I do nothing, you know. So, you know, that's my entire reason for just speaking out and, and talking about it. You know, that's what I want to that's what I want to do. I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I think that it's great. I really appreciate you coming on. It's, that's 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 what we try to do is just inform you know the gente um you know about our particular issues uh you know what's going on in our pueblos communities um you know very politically um aware of like you know why um things happen uh you know or why things don't happen uh you know in our communities or for our communities um so i think that that's a great point that you raise when you talk about like um you know the the gun laws i mean let me ask you this you know if 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 we've learned anything from today's situation and you could make a change in the gun laws i mean what would that look like i mean everybody has their opinions right on this my personal opinion is we need to change the age right we have we have all these uh, age restrictions on alcohol and drugs and well i mean not drugs but alcohol and, and cigarettes right tobacco um um, even well, even even you know things like over-the-counter pharmaceutical drugs, like 
um, you know, like cough medicine and stuff like that, permanent markers, uh, spray paint, like, you know, you can't even be 18 and buy those products. You got to be, I think, over 21 in some of these cases, right, to buy these things. So, you know, how are they going to regulate, you know, you know, buying a gun at, you know, what, what makes it okay for an 18-year-old to buy a gun, but they can't buy cough syrup or they can't buy beer or they can't buy um, tobacco, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense to me, you know? I mean, there's there's a, you know, the reason that they created, you know, for the most part, laws behind, you know, people over 21 buying these products is because they were creating problems, you know, like, for instance, the alcohol, there was too many, you know, DWIs, DUIs, you know, fatalities over people driving drunk. And, and what they were finding, I believe, was people under 21 that were, were consuming these products were not being responsible with them, right? So what do they do? They change the age. So... Here we are again, we're having these situations where, hey, these guns are being used in an inappropriate manner. You know, most of these people that are doing this are people that are under 21. Let's change it, right? You know, also, I think they need to implement, you know, some type of, uh, you know, maybe some type of better screening. You know, what exactly that entails, I'm not too sure. But, you know, just a more proper screening, maybe like a, a time period to a lot you know uh, background checks you know you know there's just a lot of different things they can do you know what i mean and i know that um this is gonna end up being like a political thing right the left the right the red the blue you know but it's not about that anymore what it, it's about it's about people now right we're losing too many people children adults everybody right we're losing too many people against these guns and it it's not a it's not a red and blue republican democrat thing anymore it's a people thing right we, we need to we need to open our eyes and say hey this thing is really affecting a lot of people because you know a lot of a lot of turmoil is coming out of this and we need to make a change you know we need to band together and say hey let's make this change for humanity for for people for our for our nation you know what I mean if we leave things the way they are then we're just watching everything fall apart before our eyes and not doing nothing. Um, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I think that, um, you know, what you said is a good point because, I mean, in our, our Chicano dialectic dialogue, you know, with the people that I speak with, you know, there's many times where we've said the left wing and the right wing, hey, plus they're connected to the same bird, man. And yeah. Um, yeah. when it comes to yeah. Chicanos, you know, there's no particular side that really is talking about, you know, how to solve our issues. Nobody's bringing us up and um, you know, in our communities, I think that it would have been nice to hear, um, you know, like a particular, you know, politician or governor, mayor, uh, you know, just anybody to just at least, you know, put call y'all into a group or even call y'all one by one or call y'all as a uh, meeting and say, look, we want to hear from y'all's community or what could we do uh, that's different, you know? And I think that a lot of times, you know, we as Chicanos too are underserved we're not listening to we don't have a voice and believe me brother i'm 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 right there with you i i, I make no qualms about not yeah. being uh divided up with you know this blue and red and like you said democrat and republican i mean especially in texas there's a lot of division but at this point we have more in common than we have uh you know that you know separate us things that separate us and i think that once we all start you know, talking and realizing together in unison the demands of our people as a whole, 
um, especially when it comes to our children, because, you know, we have so many children, so many schools, so many, um, you know, so much equity involved in, um, you know, this type of situation when it comes to schools, you know, especially in Texas or the Southwest, then we should be at the forefront of representing, you know, what's safe and what's not safe when it comes uh, to gun laws or gun shootings, um, especially on this scale. I mean, because like I said earlier, number three, not number two, not number, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's almost as close as number one. You know what I mean? That's, you know, yeah. two, two away from number one. So, I mean, that's, yeah, man, I, I think in honoring, like you said, you know, your, your daughter's name, um, and that comes with respect. Um, and people got to respect, you know, what you're going through, you know, especially on that level. I don't care if they're the president of the United States or the governor or the mayor or whomever, they need to be asking us or you, you know, the people that went through what they went through, especially after, you know, losing their children, grandchildren, nephews, nieces, you know, in some cases more than one, you know, at this one shooting. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know, man. I, 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 I hear I, the gun control is a very um, complicated issue, but it's a big one uh, here in the United States with the NRA and the money that's uh, spent and lobbied, uh, you know, for these same people. Uh, but man, I, I, I really, really, appreciate um you know you taking the time uh you know to um you know you know meet you know visit with us today um you know moving forward um you know you're you're uh, definitely i guess going to be an advocate of uh doing other things so i want to stay in touch with you man i mean i i definitely want to keep you in my circle because man there's a lot of good people out there that are chicano's doing what you're what you're probably going to be doing you know in the future and I want to surround myself with those type of people that, you know, are actually doing something, you know, for, you know, for, for, for our, our well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Because. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else to, um, you know, tell, um, the audience, um, you know, before we, um, I guess in this, uh, in, in, in this episode? um you know just to just to be aware right like things like this can happen all the time um they just need to they just need to build aware you know just to build awareness and for people to be aware and and you know just do all they can to be prepared for you know this type of you know incident whether it's you know uh, making sure that the schools have things in place to protect the kids from that whether it's them you know getting their handgun license carrying their handgun you know, protecting themselves, arming themselves, you know, whatever, whatever the, whatever the situation looks like to them, whatever they feel is, 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 uh, is preparation for them and, and just do that. Right. Because you can never do enough to be prepared for something like this. I can guarantee you that, you know, it's just any, you know, it, it just sucks that, you know, somebody decides to take, want to take away your child's life and they can do it in a matter of minutes or seconds. And, you know, you know, you need to do all you can just to be prepared for a situation like that when it arises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, okay. Well, cool. Like I said, man, um, I'm, I'm so grateful that you came on uh, today. Um, I said you're always welcome back, but I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, wrap this up until the next episode. Um, you know, thanks for listening, uh, community, comunidad. Um, and um, to the next episode, you know, um, catch you on the rebound. Peace. Yes, sir. Thank you.